Hello. Welcome back to And Also with Kathy and Christine. Hi. <laughs> that was musical. That was. Yeah. I'm a musical person. Are you? No. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we are back, or still in Forks, rather. Um, sorry, did I just slurp super loud? You just did slurp super loud. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is a coffee household. Iced coffee at any time. Anytime. Anytime. Just indiscriminate iced coffee it's drinking. It's very cold outside today. But it's, we never too iced... cold. it's never too cold for iced coffee. Never too cold. Um, so we are on chapter 18, um, The Hunt. Uh, we're still in the same weekend. I feel like I say this every, every episode, but we're still in the same weekend because this thing has, I think the last seven or eight chapters has been the same thing. Um, but so this is right after the, uh, baseball game finished when they found out that all the other, the, the other, uh, vampires were coming to see them because they heard them playing the game. Also, just real quick. The fact that everything, that essentially the bulk of the action in this story has happened over the span of a weekend Mm -hmm. just further solidifies, not that anyone needed it, right? Because we all know, further solidifies just how bad a writer Stephanie Meyer is. She couldn't find a way to tell this story progressively. Right. So she had to just like dump it all into one weekend. She had to shock everyone into, into yeah, because um, like this should be sparse. It is this also, should be like you know yeah. It is also kind of like fan fiction, bad fan fiction though, which there is good fan fiction, okay, hundred percent. But this is bad fan fiction and just like throwing things all together all at once so they feel stronger than it is. I but think like I think it's 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 even past feeling stronger than it is. It's like she made a list of here's what I want to happen, and she just doesn't have the self control to, to wait herself. for the payoff. <laughs> And the reason why I can talk mess on Stephanie Meyer when it comes to this <laughs> is because I am, we are very similar when it comes to this. I don't know how to wait either. If I'm writing something and I know what I want to happen, I have a very hard time building up to that. Um, I don't have that problem. No, you don't. And that's the thing is like, I love a slow burn. Slow burn gang. I love a slow burn. And I really wish that, like, for a long time, I was like, I can write a slow burn. And the, the fact is that I cannot. And that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> it was really intense for, like, 20 pages. Yeah, yeah, Super intense for, like, 20 pages. And then the thing, whatever the thing was, happened. And now it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> what do I do now, right? So, anyway. Welcome to our fiction writing podcast. <laughs> like, Alexa, play The Thrill is Gone. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, anyway, back to, back to the forks. Back to this bad back writer. Back to this bad writer. You're not a bad writer. Stop. I don't know. I don't stop. know. Stop. not a bad writer. Stop. Stop. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a bad writer. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, we are here in this field, this baseball field. In this moment. In this moment. Ew. ew sounds horrific. Being in the moment sounds horrific. <laughs> um, but we are. But we are. We're here in this moment. Let's take a beat. Um, so they're they're waiting for the other vampires to show up, and they do. And so she describes what happens. <laughs> right? Imagine they're just like um, waiting for the other vampires to show up. They never do. Yeah. Um, so they show up, and what happens? She describes what happens. They uh, come out of the woods, and so she says the first one that comes forward, he like the other vampires act like a symbolist check. <laughs> she was expecting it, and then it, it just, just never, never came. Happened. It just never happened. Um, 
But they're talking about it happening, though, so... Definitely talking about it. Definitely talking about it. While everyone recesses for the holidays. Meanwhile, everyone just, you know, you know, stay stay inside the field. Stay in the field. <laughs> stay in the field until the other vampires... Anyway. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> the first vampire comes out, and he kind of, like, takes a step back. He orients himself around the second vamp- the second male vampire that comes out. And she's like, he's obviously the leader. And so then she says, there's a woman, she's the third vampire, and she has, she calls it startling, she has a startling uh, shade of red, it's her hair. And I, how red is someone's hair that it's startling? Yeah, imagine sitting in a baseball field, <laughs> or, and you're just standing there, and everybody's like, oh my god, you're gonna die, these vampires, like, let your hair down, oh my god, everybody's like panicking around you, and you're like... Okay, okay, I can deal with this, I can deal with this. And then somebody comes out of the woods and, like, her hair is so red. You're like, oh, my God, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. It's like that vine. I was like, oh, I live here. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it's, like, super startling, apparently. Uh, very red hair. And I, I, I just, she, oh, Bella's, Bella hates gingers. Just Bella's, so Bella's Stephanie Meyer like can't get any, like, yeah, no, Stephanie Meyer is very problematic. Yeah. She hates everyone except for the Cullens. That's and it. She hates gingers. That's why Edward's hair is a copper and not like. No, don't don't call him a redhead. Do not like, call him a don't, redhead. Don't do that. And so she descri- she's describing how different they it's are. afraid of Bingham Young coming to visit your feet in your sleep. <laughs> you call Edward a redhead. <laughs> is Bingham Young a person? <laughs> the ghost, not the spirit. Anyway, <laughs> the apparition, the imprint of Bingham Young, the imprint of the departed soul of Bingham Young. Wow. Look that up. Is Bingham Young a person or are we just talking just to talk? We are, That whether that's a person or not. Right. While you look that up, I'm going to just continue. She says that they, she says, I can see how different they were from the Cullens. Uh, excuse me, ma'am, the Cullen Hales. Um, she says their, their walk was cat-like. A gate that seemed constantly on edge of shifting into a crouch. And she's just kind of like, they're not elegant like the Cullens. Uh, they're animals. <laughs> Which they are. What? His name is Brigham Young. <laughs> Wait a minute. Have we been saying the wrong? We've been calling him Bingham Young. Well, his name is Brigham or was Brigham Young. Okay. Wonderful. So now the estate of Brigham. <laughs> hey, Mr. Young. Hey, Mr. Young. Chill out. Relax. It's cool. Um, right. So, they're, I don't even know what we're talking about. So, they, they're shifting. <laughs> they're, they're not, you no, know. No, that's deeply offensive. I'm probably getting rid of most of that. Maybe not. What, offensive? Not calling him, calling him. Saying that his ghost is going <laughs> to appear to us because we called Edward a redhead. Wait, what did he do? Who is he? <laughs> That's like you don't know who he is. He's the second president of the Latter Day Saints Church of the Latter Day Saints. He's big in the Mormon community. So is Edward. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So then she's so she's describing them. They're not elegant like the Cullens. Okay. And so then they come forward. She says they're wearing the regular like backpacker gear, jeans, casual, casual, button down t shirts. Sorry, not button. What's a button-down t-shirt? Casual, button-down shirts and heavy weatherproof fabrics, except they're now wearing shoes, and she says the woman's brilliant orange hair. And I'm just like, ma'am. It was startling red just, just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. So what's the truth? And so she says, she describes <laughs> him as being like very sharp-eyed, 
taking like looking around the the group and so um but also they sound like actual vampires no they do they do and so and so that whole thing where she describes like their gate as like cat like and about to go into a crowd. They sound low key cool. To I thought be I thought they were kind. Of, I thought that sounded kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. that idea of of them them being just ready, right? Yeah, like yeah. not like getting. Like, if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready, mm-hmm. right? So I've heard that. Right. Um. So the cousins have to prepare for, for things. <laughs> they have to. Be they gotta ready. wind up. They, they have to make up. sure they're waiting. They're wearing their right uh sleeveless <laughs> button downs. <laughs> They're right. They're gonna take off their the boat shoes, <laughs> put, on, put on their sneakers. So yeah, so I, I did kind of like that they sounded like just like you know like like real vampires, mm-hmm. um, if if such a thing were were real, um, so <laughs> right, so this whole thing where she's like her hair is orange and it's like you just said her hair was like not just red like like fire red basically. So Stephanie, inconsistency. Mm-hmm. That's your only consistency. Um. And so, name. Uh, Stephanie inconsistency Meyer. <laughs> um, she says that the the leader, uh, he's the most beautiful out of all of them. He's his skin is olive toned, um, beneath the typical pallor. Um, and so she says he he was a medium build. Um, and she said, but she said that he's like nothing compared to Emmett Braun. Um, that he smiled. Okay, she says the woman was wilder. Her eyes shifting restlessly between the men facing her and the loose grouping around me. She had chaotic hair quivering in the slight breeze um and so she out of all of them she was the most like feline and most feral i think and and at least in in bella's description of them and then she says the second male hovered unobtrusively behind them slighter than the leader his light brown hair and regular features both nondescript all the shade to james but even more than shade yes go ahead it's lazy writing yeah it is extremely lazy writing you mean to tell me that this is your great villain? Right. This is the villain of the story. This is the one who's going to chase this girl down. And he's going to be all types of not cool. All types of not cool. <laughs> I, I, think that's, I think that's exactly how she had described him. Like when she was writing her vision board for her villain was, you know, I want to make sure that James is all kinds of not cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel that too. So the thing is that how are you gonna make this guy who's supposed to be some terrible villain? You know, you know that 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 meme of like the story's villain, the actual villain. Mm-hmm. The story's villain is James. The actual villain is Edward. Right. And uh, so like the thing is that how do you? What do you mean the villain is nondescript? You don't get to do that. You don't get to like create the story and be like this guy's a bad guy. And you don't describe him. So I think she was trying to do something like, oh, like he's irrelevant. 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 <laughs> irrelevant. irrelevant. Not important. <laughs> she's just quoting, quoting, quoting blinds. Um, so she, she's trying to make him sound irrelevant, but he's not irrelevant. He's not irrelevant to the story. He's not irrelevant to them. That's exactly it. And she's trying to make him sound like he's nothing. No, honey. It, there's something. He's, there's something there. He's clearly something. He, right. But then he had your boy Edward shook. And so, <laughs> so the thing is, like, I feel like she was trying to be like, oh, well, he's nobody, he's nothing. But, like, you take such great detail or take great care to describe everyone in detail. And you're going to be like, this guy is nondescript. Honey, just say he's ugly. If what you meant was ugly, say ugly. You know what I mean? Like, it's just lazy writing. It, it's, it's super lazy writing. And it's also like, okay, so, so I know she's a turf and we hate her. But when J.K. Rowling was describing Snape... She described him as ugly, mm-hmm. right? And 
and she was very deliberate in her description of even like the 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 smallest things. So like she she said he had a hooked nose. Not not to say that hooked noses are ugly, but yeah, let's be let's be real. Societally speaking, like we're talking about like little button noses are cute, or you know what I mean. Like so, like, when you talk about somebody, you talk about somebody has a hooked nose and greasy black hair. You're not talking about someone who you want us to think is a good guy. Now, some dude that she's like, oh, he's nondescript. To me, what she's trying to say is like, oh, don't even worry about him. Yeah. Honey, this whole chapter is about the hunt. He's something to worry about. Now, the only thing she says that describes him in any way that sounds a little bit interesting, she says his eyes, though completely still, somehow seem the most vigilant. Yeah. But even that, even that, how? Also, can we just go back? Sorry. She said his regular features. I'm sorry. Regular for who? What? But what does that even mean? Right. Regular features. What is? What is a regular feature? What is a regular feature? You got two eyes, a nose, a mouth, two ears. Is that what you mean? Like, and even that. There's people who don't have that. Don't be glib, Stephanie Meyer. Speaking of, and I'll- that is a very hard, uh, big ask. Um, and then she's like, they were different too. Their eyes were red because they ate people, not gold like the Cullens or black like if they were they were hungry. So that means that they also. Recently eight. So, um, so they're like, oh, we thought we heard a game. And so Carla, I think, handled this very well. I think Carla handled this, like, really smart. Um, so he introduces them. He goes, I'm Carla. This is my family, Emmett and Jasper, Rosalie, Esme, and Alice, Edward, and Bella. He pointed us out in groups, deliberately not calling attention to individuals. And it's just, I felt a shock when he said my name. And I'm like, Bella's like, <laughs> you can see me? Mm-hmm. Bella's like being perceived and she's like hold on a second you guys can see me i hate you <laughs> so uh laurent is like you know do you have some room for more players and so he so carlo also this is also very smart he gets information laurent is the leader by the way yes laurent is the leader of, of, of the other vampires um so he's like, do you have room for another player, for other players? And so Carlisle handles this, like, I feel like also very smart. He says, actually, we were just finishing up, but we'd certainly be interested in another time. Are you planning to stay in the area for long? He's not asking, like, hey, can we schedule a baseball game? Because, you know, you need the thunderstorm, blah, blah, blah. He's trying to find out how long they're going to be here. Which is, I feel like it's smart because it's still friendly enough where you're not like, I, I need you to give me the rundown. Like, how long are you going to be here? Mm-hmm. You need to answer to me. And so... She's so Bella says that they're having like a very calm conversation, and so she's like, she's assuming that Jasper is like doing his thing. Honestly, of all the vampire gifts, that's the one I would want. Oh, for sure, Jasper's is the most useful, and like, so Alice can see the future and all, but that's subjective. So, like, I think I do think that you know, everyone has feelings, right? So, Jasper being able to control people's feelings in that way and like kind of control situations you can, is you the just, most useful, right? Because also, if you can control people's feelings, then you can control the outcome of the situation. The atmosphere, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, Alice can only see what's been decided, but you can essentially decide Influence, what's going to happen. Right, Influence, Influence what's going to happen. Yeah. And so then, um, Carla's like, you know, he, he, Laurent asked him, like, you know, where do you guys hunt? He said, we keep a permanent residence nearby. Um, and so he says, we, he, he describes the range. He says, we keep a permanent residence nearby. There's another permanent settlement like ours up near Denali. And I, I, so I'm wondering, did he say that to say, like, they have allies that live the same way? He's, or is he saying, like, we're not strange. This is not just, like, an us thing. Like, there's other people who also, there's other vampires who also do this. No, I, I think, I think he was trying to lead them away. Oh. I don't think he was a, a thing of, like, us. I think he was just kind of like, 
there's another group in there over here i think and also just from what we know of that other group they seem a little like they're like they're vegetarian but they're a little bit more they're also they're not um rambunctious i i think they're more uh they're not as in society as i think yes what's the what's the word i'm looking for though kind of assimilated I mean, they're not assimilated into society, but they're not involved at all in the society. Right. They're just kind of like out in like the wilderness and the tundra. Yeah, or they whatever. just don't eat people, people, but they're not necessarily. So I think that he kind of was like like sending them that way because yeah. they would have a, a much easier time, you know, spending right. time with those that group. Okay, I hadn't considered that. I thought he was just trying to be like, you know, we're not weird, but we also got people. But I don't think I don't think that he cares if they think that they're weird. Yeah. Okay. I think of those two options, it's more than likely that he goes. There's another place, but just because there's another place that lives like them doesn't mean that they they're allies. It's just. I, yeah. I really think that it's just kind of like he was like, if you're interested in seeing another group of vampires, here's another one, very far from here. Goodbye. Right. Yeah. And so then he's like, oh, we. He's basically saying, like, we have a home. And he's like, that sounds very interesting. So Carla's like, why don't you come back to our place and we can talk comfortably. And he's like, you have a, a place around here? And he's like, okay, that sounds very interesting. He goes, we've been on the hunt all the way down from Ontario and we haven't had a chance to clean up in a while. And they said, no, we're not going to be here for a while. We're going north. Back to Canada? Like, y'all just came from the north? Y'all going back north? They're going north in a different way, though. Uh, I don't know. There's only one north. Is I mean... There's northwest, northeast, okay. That's what I mean. You're not, okay, I understand that. But still, you're going to end up going to Canada. So Lamar's like, oh, I could wash up at your place. For sure. Like, he, he's, they, they, so she says... Was, that, he, was he kind of vibing a little bit with Carla? I think he was a little bit. Me too. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah. So he, so he's like, well, wash up at your place. That sounds good because, so Bella describes them as, you know, being very dirty she says that in Victoria's hair, she had, like, leaves, debris from the forest. Like Victoria, happen. girl, invest in a scrunchie. Invest in a scrunchie. Put your hair up. Victoria's like, F your beauty standards. Oh. So, she says, so they're, they're about to go to, to, to the Cullen's place and to the Cullen Hill's place. And so then she says, three things happened, seemed to happen simultaneously while Carlisle was speaking. My hair ruffled with the light breeze. Edward stiffened, and the second male, James, suddenly whipped his head around, scrutinizing me, his nostrils flaring. And so, immediately, James goes into a crouch. Edward responds going into a crouch. They're snarling at each other. <laughs> Sorry for that sound. <laughs> and so she's like, oh, Edward was snarling at him. It was nothing like the playful sounds he was making earlier. This was really scary. And so then Laurent goes, what's this? He's like, "He's he, this happened before anybody even noticed. And he's like, what's this? And then he goes, oh, you brought a snack. <laughs> <laughs> so Car- <laughs> Carla goes, she's with us. He goes, oh, you brought a snack. So so for Laurent, these people are like hella cool. They're clean. They have a home. <laughs> he's like, I'm about to settle They're down. They're playing baseball. They're be bringing snacks. Like for him, he's like, yeah, yeah. Any any juicy cups, right? You know, for <laughs> for him, it's it's this is this is the bee's knees. Um, and so he goes, uh, <laughs> I said bee's knees exactly. I said what I said. He said he's and then Carla's like, I said she's with us. And then Laurent's like, um, but she's a human. And he's like, um, like I said what I said. Like I don't know why you're so confused. And Emma's like, yes, she is correct. Yeah, that is right. Um. 
And then, uh, so James, she says James is staring at her, his nostrils still wide. And this just reminds me of in the movie, okay? Mm-hmm. In the movie, the actor who plays James, he, every single hour he dedicated to, uh, I don't know, to, to what school do actors go to? to? Like, whatever art school he went to to learn to act. Mm-hmm. Every single hour mm-hmm. he put into that degree. Mm-hmm. He let loose on that scene. Mm-hmm. He turned to the side, closed his eyes, and went. <sighs> <laughs> he inhaled the entire he field. Inhaled, exactly. He inhaled from the soles of his of his feet up to his nostrils, <laughs> and then said, "You brought a snack." But that inhale. The, listen, he, he. There were dead bodies that he like. Like decaying in graves, fifty miles south, and he. And he there were cold cases that he solved <laughs> simply from that inhale of breath. Yeah, yep. he just went, and then he's like, "You brought a snack," and then that's when they crouch into like. And so I, I've never breathed that deeply in my life. No, no, and you never will. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, so like he really uh, over oversold that. Um. And I just, I find it interesting that he's the one that says it in the movie, but in the book, Laurent's the one that says it. And the reason why is because I think that for Laurent, it was like, oh yeah, oh, it's fine, we're cool, we're, we're vampires, we eat humans, blah, blah. For, for, for James in the movie, it was like very, it wasn't just about... It was menacing. It was supposed it was to be menacing. Him. It wasn't yeah. just about, about saying, I'm going to eat her, it was about, I'm going to eat her specifically. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, my favorite part of this whole scene... Mm-hmm. Which I forgot about. So Laurent is like, it's okay. In the movie, Laurent is like, it's okay. Sorry, we'll go. Um, in the book, he's like, it seems we have a lot to learn about each other. He goes, we'd like to accept your offer to go to your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, like, I'm dirty and I need to be clean. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's still cool, we would still like to do that. And he goes, and of course, we will not harm the human girl. As I said, we're not going to hunt your area. And um, James is like, I'm sorry, what? Because <laughs> James is like, not I'm finna hunt. And I'm finna hunt her. her. And then um, Victoria... Specifically. Victoria, she says, he exchanged another brief look with Victoria, whose eyes still flickered edgily from face to face. Very quickly. So, so sorry. Yes. Our, just, because I said specifically. Our nephew used to say specifically when he meant specifically as a child, so. <laughs> I don't need anyone being like, she sounds stupid. And then she opened her mouth again. <laughs> sorry. Okay. To be fair, she is stupid, but not because of specifically. Yeah. Not specifically for that reason. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so, um, Victoria's going, Victoria's still looking like face to face, or like from face to face, and it, I just, her her whole vibe is so, like, it's kind of hard to, I think, kind of grasp it. I, you know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of, like, some weird, like, Frankenstein's monster. Like, just a walking ball of aggression with no real intellect behind it. Okay, well, hold on. Frankenstein's monster wasn't unintellectual. I know he started to read. Yeah, well, not just that, but, like, he... he all that anger and everything was, you know, no, I know you knew that it was a reason behind it. I'm like, I didn't say it was unjustified. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that it was very coarse and unrefined. Yes. Are those things not true? Yes, they are true. 
very question is, is this your Frankenstein's Monster stand podcast? Absolutely. Okay. You know how I feel about Frankenstein's Monster mm-hmm. and Mary Shelley, so I... But you are right. It is course and refined, and so is Victoria. And also, Victoria doesn't get to speak. That's why I'm saying, like, she has all this aggression. She With doesn't no... speak. It's very much like, oh, 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 that's what it reminds me of. You know on Game of Thrones, the mountain? Yes. When she brings him back from the dead? Yes. Um... That he, he has all this aggression, but he can't speak. So there's, there's no intelligence there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of aggression. That's what, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Okay. So then he goes, yeah, we, we can show you the way. And then he's like, you know, you guys take um, Bella. And so Bella, Edward, Emmett, and Alice leave. And everyone else goes to the house. And so she says they walk to the, they walk to the edge of the, of the forest. And then when, so once they're in the forest... Uh, Edward throws her on his back and he runs to the car. She says, the, the sense of exhilaration that usually seemed to possess Edward as he ran was completely absent, replaced by a fury that consumed him and drove him still faster still. Even with me on his back, the others trailed behind. So, so essentially, he could have left with her. He could have carried her very quickly. Because if him that. and the vampire, and him and his siblings are running, and he is outpacing them with her on his back, he could have done it. Why didn't he? And Alice, super small, she should have been faster than him. Why didn't he? But then he? not just that, but like they were fine until what? Until some wind ruffled her hair, which doesn't make any sense because Alice said you could hear, you could smell her from across the field. They should have noticed she was there immediately. But this is this is Stephanie's way. Um, and then she, which means that they would have gotten into the jeep before the other vampires even got to the field. Like mm-hmm. this didn't have to happen. And so then he's like, he's driving. They're not talking. No conversation with her. Um, and she's like, where are we going? Because she realized they're driving away from Forks. And he's driving, like, over 100 miles an hour. And she's like, where are we going? Where are you taking me? And he's like, we have to get you as far away from here as we can now. And she's like, mm, no, turn around, take him back home. But why does she want to get taken back home? Why? It's always about him. She mm-hmm. says, I won't. Um, he says, I have to be now. Please be quiet. She goes, I won't. You have to take me back. Charlie will call the FBI. They'll be, they'll be all over your family. Carla and Esme. They'll have to leave to hide forever. And he goes, calm down, Bella. We've been there before. And it's so stupid because it's not. she's not worried about Charlie. She's not worried about herself. She's worried about how this is going to look for the Cullens. Like yeah. she always is. Yeah. And then she goes, not over me. You don't, you don't, you, you're not ruining everything over me. And I'm like, he's been doing that from the beginning. That's exactly that's all he's been doing. That's what Rosalie's pissed about. And then not just that, but they were flagrantly irresponsible with you homegirl bringing you there Mm -hmm. they have not been careful with you at all so why i was like edward let's talk this through we can talk about this and he goes you don't understand he goes he's a tracker alice did you see that he's a tracker and then she says i felt emmett stiffen next to me and i wondered at his reaction to the word it meant something more to the three of them than it did to me. I wanted to to understand, but there was no opening for me to ask. And I just like when he said he's a tracker, I was just like, um, that made me nothing to Bella, but to me, I heard the word tracker and I was just like, ugh, <laughs> because social services, there's trackers for everything. KPI is the only thing that matters. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> so I heard the word tracker and I just saw Excel spreadsheets and I was like, all right. They write to be scared. Funder, 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 uh, required, uh, milestones. Yes. I was like, all right, they write to be scared. They write, they write about that. And so then he's like, um, Alice is like, pull over Edward. He's like, listen to me, Alice. Tracking is his, (laughs) sorry. 
<laughs> Listen to me, Alice. I saw his mind. Tracking is his passion, his obsession. And I just thought of that scene in High School Musical with a girl who who's the math geek dancing and she's like, dancing, no, sorry. Hip-hop, Hip-hop is, is my passion. I love to pop, lock. <laughs> and everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Stick to the stuff you know. If you want to be cool, follow one simple rule. Don't mess with the flow, no, no. Stick to the status quo. Okay, that was... I mean, we it just came up without even asking. Okay. Um, and he was like, he's not going to leave her alone. He wants to get her specifically. How long till he finds her scent in town? And she's like, oh my gosh, she realized Charlie. She's like, it's going to lead him straight to Charlie, so you can't leave him there. And Alice like, she's right. He's like completely ignoring her. She's like doing her thing. I'm like, please, no. He's completely ignoring her. And then even Emmett is trying to reason with Edward saying like, we have to take her back. She's right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you guys don't understand. And I was like, ugh. He must do this all the time. Oh my God, can you imagine? No, he must do this all the time. He must be like, ugh, you guys don't understand. You didn't see their mind. He must be insufferable. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like, is this, does he do this often? Does he pitch it, this type of fit, like, often? It does seem like it, though. He's like, and he, he said to them, you don't understand, like, four times. Because Alice and Emmett both kind of, like, are talking to him in a very, like, sort of... Like trying to calm him, way. yeah. And I'm like, how many fits do you think this kid has pitched when he didn't get his way? Mm-hmm. I'll leave. I swear I'll leave. And they're like, bye. <laughs> I promise. His hands on the doorknob. Don't. I, listen, I'm not coming back. If I leave, I'm gone for good. And Rosalie's like, okay, bye. And he's like, Carla, his head's out. There. He's like halfway out the door. His head's still in the house. I I don't want to do this, but I will. Um. Exactly. I was like. Guys, leave your brother alone. He's like, Thank you heard you. dad. You heard dad. Leave me Thank alone. Slams the door That's and all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Dad, Emmett just called you something very bad. And Emmett's like, I didn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. In his head, he called you something very bad. I heard him. I'm not going to repeat hear. it. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to repeat it. like that. I can hear thoughts. I can hear everyone's thoughts. I can thoughts. hear everyone hears <gasps> thoughts. Dad. Dad, how could you say that about Emmett? How could you think that about me? Right. <laughs> And so he's like, there's no other options. And then um, he goes, he's not going to give up. Once he's attached himself to a hunt, he's going to see it through. We'd have to kill him. And it's like, all right, well, that's an option. And then he's like, but what about the woman? She's going to come out. She's going to be, so and the leader is going to be. And him. Exactly. Period. That's it. They've been killing people up and down. You make it sound difficult, Edward. And so then um, uh, Alice is like, there's another option. And he was like, that is not an option. He screams at her and everybody's like shook. But it's because the with the option she's talking about is to turn her. So then she goes, does anybody want to hear my plan? And so this is her plan. You take me back. I tell my dad I want to go home to Phoenix. I pack my bags. We wait till the tracker is watching. And then we run. He'll follow us and leave Charlie alone. Charlie won't call the FBI or your family. Then you could take me any place you want. And Emmett's like, that's not really, that's not a bad idea. So the thing is, it doesn't account for everything, but it's not a bad plan as far as plans go. It's definitely better than just running off with her mm-hmm. right now. And then what I what I actually really liked about this chapter was that Emmett was down immediately. Emmett was not asking questions. Emmett was like, all right, let's do it. Oh, that's not going to work? All right, let's do that. And so whichever plan was brought up to the surface at the moment, Emmett was down for. Yeah. So he's like, Emmett was supremely confident. Edward, he's not getting through us. And like, he was just kind of, and the way that he did that, he's like, he's not getting through us. He was, it was very clear that he's like, I'm with you on this. Yeah. Even if he didn't agree with him from before, 
we're here now. I'm your brother. I'm with you. Yeah. And I actually really like that. And so then he tells her, Edward tells her, you're leaving tonight, whether the tracker sees you or not. You tell Charlie that you can't stand another minute in Forks. Tell him whatever story works. Now, Bella does say some messed up stuff to Charlie. And, like, I, I just find it weird that he said that to her. Like, she says, oh, I t- I'm going to tell him that I want to go home. And he's like, tell him you can't stand another minute in Forks. Why would he? Yeah, I think the reason why he said that, though, is because he knows that Charlie wasn't going to take... Charlie was Charlie, as much as, like, whatever, I think Charlie he knows that Charlie would have respected if she says, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Not, I want to go home. Because he'll be like, you're just homesick. Mm-hmm. I get it. But if she said, I can't take another minute here, I don't want to be here. I think he yeah. knows Charlie, that's a different, it's a very different message. It's a very different message than, I miss home or I want to go yeah. home. Yeah, that's true. I was like, why are you telling him to be telling her to be mean to Charlie? And he's like, A cap even your dad. A cap even your dad. Even your dad's feelings. Um so And like Edward, you're not one to talk, so Right. So then he's like, so she says, but we have to split up. You can't come with me because then it's gonna look like you kidnapped me. Like you made me leave. And so he's like, No, we we can't split up and she was like we have to. And so then Emmett says, so he, so they agree. And then he tells Emmett, you're going to take the Jeep home. And Emmett says, no way, I'm, I'm with you. And then the way he says it, I'm with you. And he goes, think this through, Emmett. I don't know how long I'll be gone. He goes, until we know how far this is going to go, I'm with you. Mm. I was like, brothers. <laughs> I mean, I hate this whole situation. But, yeah. but I love Emmett. Yeah. I remember really liking Emmett when, when I read it the first time. And like this time around, I'm like, Emmett's like nowhere. And I'm like, oh. That's why I like Emmett. Emmett's just like, let's do this. No, that's not going to work. Let's do that. <laughs> um, so then she goes, I think you should let me go alone. And then he's like, Bella, j- please just do this my way. Just this once. He said between clenched teeth. And I'm just like, why is he acting like that? They don't always do that. Do things his way. Why is he acting like they do things her way ever? They never do. He always gets his way. But he's saying that to make it sound to her like she's being unreasonable. And she at any point gets her way. She never goes away. Right? Like, am I... I think... I mean, I don't think he's doing it intentionally to be like... But a lot of the stuff he does, he doesn't do intentionally. But he's doing it. Yeah. He's acting like she gets her way ever. She doesn't. And then so she says, listen, you can't leave, you can't come with me. You have to hang around here for like a week or a couple of days. Charlie needs to see you without me to know that you didn't run off with me. Or you didn't take me. Like, Charlie's and, not an imbecile. And I was like, are right. you sure about that? <laughs> um, and then this is still about her alibi. I'm sorry, his alibi. This is still about his alibi. This is still about protecting him, protecting his family, protecting their... It's just... She's so far gone from, like, even thinking about herself at all. Mm -hmm. And then she goes... um, She's like, I'm going to go to Phoenix. And he was like, he's going to follow you to Phoenix. She's like, he's never going to believe that I'm going where I'm actually saying I'm going. And so then she goes, like, there are several million people in Phoenix. I informed him. It's like, okay... Calm down, girl. He's a tracker vampire. Yeah. But, he will find you. And then he goes, it's not that hard to find a phone book. She goes, I won't go home. He goes, oh. He inquired a dangerous note in his voice. And I was like, what was that? Did yeah. He, did he think she had somebody else back home that he, she was going to go be shacked up? But like, what, what was that? Yeah, it was weird. And it was not, like, explored or anything. I, of course it wasn't. This is Stephanie Meyer we're talking about. <laughs> and so then she goes, oh, no, he goes. Bella, Edward's voice was very soft. If you let anything happen to yourself, anything at all, 
I'm holding you personally responsible. Do you understand that? This bastard, this absolute bastard is going to put it on her if she gets harmed, if something happens to her. I also hate this because it's your fault. It's your fault. You did this. It's entirely your fault. So if anything does happen to her, it is completely your responsibility. And so the only thing that has happened here, the only thing that has changed in circumstances is that she came up with a plan. And so what you're saying is if your little rinky dink plan doesn't work, this is all on you. No, baby. It's all on you. You've been playing with this girl's life for how long now? Mm-hmm. Okay? It is completely, 100% on you. But even the way he phrases it, if you let anything happen, if you let anything happen to yourself, anything at all, I'm holding you personally responsible. That into all those times that she, so when she went with him to the meadow, right? And she made an alibi for him, right? All this stuff. Well, if something happened to her, is he going to hold her personally responsible? Mm-hmm. Is he going to do that? No, like, it's this whole thing of, like, making it seem like it's all in her power. He has taken her so out, so far outside of the realm of anything she can control that it's ridiculous for him to be like, it's your responsibility to keep yourself safe. It's not. No, it isn't. Also, but beyond that, if, if James hurts her, it is James' fault. Right. It's not her fault. Like, and then the, the whole idea of letting something happen to you. Are bruh. you are you kidding me? Bruh. Are you kidding me? Specifically something dangerous, some sort of harm, some sort of some sort of hurt, letting it happen to you? Like you've been afraid this entire time of like you can't take them all on. Emmett keeps saying that you guys can take them all on. And and, and this one girl is supposed to be able to stop a, a a tracker vampire from hurting her. A whole clown. Clown. I yeah, that's I'm, it. And that's then it. the 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 thing ends with her being with him agreeing to the plan, and then he says to uh, Alice, "At um, but keep your opinions to yourself." And um, he mutters something, and like that's where it ends. And like her ears perked up, she's like, "Opinions? Uh, what are we talking about?" Because of course, Alice is pro turning Bella into a vampire, and Edward is like, "No, no, we're not doing that." So he just wants to make sure that Alice doesn't, you know, spill the beans about what she saw. Um, which is such a stupid thing to worry about at that moment. Like this girl's, this girl's on the run for her life. He's an idiot. He's a, he's a freaking clown. I can't stand him. We've been new. He's he. Ugh, the more I read of Edward, the worse he is. And I will say again. I feel like I've said this before. I will say again. Edward's only redeemable quality is that, that Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson played, played him in the movies. movies. That's it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> <laughs> That was you owe me a soda. <laughs> anyway, that's it. The hunt is the hunt is on. Um, and the hunt is on. <laughs> the game is the foot. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, we know what happens, but we will we'll we'll be back here, same same place next week. Same um, words about what happens next. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.